Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's a very Gen Z horror slash whodunit slash one night in a crazy house kind of movie. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And joining me to talk about it, we've got both Aaron and Kevin from the podcast That Wouldn't Die. We've got a bunch of great puzzle pieces between the three of us and a really fun conversation. So that is coming up here in a second. Before we get to it, though, I do want to let you know that if you're not yet subscribed to Piecing It Together, maybe this is your first time checking out the show, make sure you're subscribed. And if you like what we do, of course, rate and review. Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, wherever it is that you're listening. Make sure you're subscribed, rate and review. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. So, let's talk bodies, bodies, bodies. All right, we have got Aaron and Kevin from the podcast that wouldn't die with us today, and we're going to talk about bodies, bodies, bodies. Aaron, Kevin, how are you guys doing? Doing great. great. Thanks for having us. I thank you for being here. Uh, this is going to be a fun one to talk about. Um, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but uh, walking into this movie, watching this movie, walking back to my car, I felt very, very old. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's a movie, though, that like does some really interesting things, has some exciting performances like... It, it was fun, and uh, and I hopefully you guys found it to be a lot of fun too. And uh, we'll have some interesting pieces to get into as we're discussing the movie. Uh, but before we get to it, it is you guys' first time on the show. Tell people a little bit about your podcast. We are the podcast that wouldn't die. Each week, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genres with a comedic twist. That's what we're going for each week. Right on. Yeah, that that's 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 a great way to put it. Um, I was listening the other day, and there's like such a uh, like this movie too. Like I, I feel like you know years from now, this is exactly the kind of movie that I could picture you guys covering. Oh, you know, like these movies, these movies that try interesting, different things and are remembered for that. Whether or not you know this is an A twenty four film, they usually tend to get like these fairly limited releases. This went a little bit wider, but um, you know, it, it's hard to tell how these movies are always going to get received and. It's the kind of movie that I think will definitely be a grower and, you know, people will eventually discover, they tell their friends about, and 
podcasts like you end up covering them, and that's where they really get their audience once stuff like that happens. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's a fun show, and uh, I'm happy to have you guys here. Um, was this a movie you guys were looking forward to, like before it came out? Was this one like big on your radar? Are you a twenty four fanboys and girls? I didn't even know what the hell a twenty four was. <laughs> Perfect. And any excuse to actually go to the theater is okay. Mm-hmm. Kevin calls me up and says, "Go see this movie," and so then mm-hmm. I just right. Well, we saw uh, X. X earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and that's an A24, and I, I dug X. Sure. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what, A24 is doing a lot of cool stuff in the horror genre. Fun, inventive, yeah. no question. And I, and I think Bodies, 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 it's a new classic. It's got to go on the list. Yeah. I'm so glad you didn't tell me that these were the same people who brought us X with like the weird lady with no teeth ha- trying to get busy with everybody. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad I had no preconceived notions. Right, right, yeah. The, yeah, they, they bring a lot of interesting filmmakers with interesting ideas into the fold. And, uh, you know, also another thing, I think between both of these movies, a lot of very youthful filmmakers and young stars, people who we're probably going to see a lot of over the next five, ten years, maybe for much longer than that, hopefully. Um, I know me personally, a huge fan of Rachel Sennett after last year's Shiva Baby, and uh, she is so funny in this as Alice, and, uh, you know, definitely my favorite part of the movie, but a lot of uh, performances like that in the movie, and so, you know, there's a, a lot of that energy and that that really makes a movie like this exciting, but I I know we will get into a lot of what's going on in bodies, bodies, bodies along the way. We we're gonna go around the table. I don't I don't have a lot of episodes with uh, multiple guests. It's always fun when we do that. Um, but it'll certainly make for uh, a lot of crosstalk and possibly some overlap and all that kind of stuff. But it'll be fun. It's like our own little game night here. So uh, <laughs> let's start let's start getting into some puzzle pieces. Uh, I guess l- let's start with. Um, Let's start with Kevin. Uh, what do you have for your first puzzle piece here? My first puzzle piece. And as I'm, I'm watching this movie, I kind of had the, the suspicion that we were going to discover that it was all fake. Like, like it was all, mm-hmm. they were all messing with the new girl is what I was thinking. I was wrong. I was very wrong. Right. But the movie <laughs> that, that kind of at that moment inspired me was, a, it was an old horror movie from the 80s, April Fool's Day. Uh, which is kind of that same kind of thing where it's like a group of relatively young people. They were a little bit older in April fool's day. (laughs) They looked a little bit older. I'll tell you what, Uh, but they are, (laughs) and it's a dark and stormy night. They are separated from the rest of uh, civilization and bodies start dropping. So what happens? Mm -hmm. So yeah, April fool's day, a classic. I haven't seen that in a million years. That's like one of those rented it back in high school yep. kind of movies, you know. Yeah, totally. I, I'm trying to remember. Is that a, like a like a one crazy night movie? Like everything happens from evening till morning, kind yes. of thing. Yes. Yeah. And spoiler alert: yeah. if you haven't seen April Fool's Day, the grand mm. reveal is that it was all fake. That nobody was really yeah. hurt. So it, there was a there was a thing, a feeling that I was getting again wrong. That it yeah. was all going to be wind up being a joke. Pete Davidson was going to jump up at the end. Gotcha. Did not happen. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. because no, th- that, that was a Canadian production and they have to be nice? Is that what that was? <laughs> I think that was part of it. 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, no, that, that's that's fun when like you really just have no idea. Are they just messing with the characters as much as they're messing with the audience and vice versa? Like it, like kind of like really just throws everything off. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to revisit that movie one of these days. Um, that 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 sounds like a fun one. Um, Aaron, have you seen April Fool's Day anytime recently? Oh yes, I think we yeah. recorded that. It was one of our pandemic movies. Okay, but before nice. that, I had not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it would be a really fun one to uh, to revisit. Yeah, before. it was much better than I thought. Nice, nice. Well, let's go to your first piece, Aaron. What do you have? I thought for sure that Pete Davidson was the killer, and this was going to be like the old Agatha Christie, Ten Little Indians, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's one of the people you think is dead is really the killer. Because sure. He was between his his cocaine freakouts. He was just <laughs> picking fights and angry with everybody. So I thought for sure that was going to be it. Yeah, no, and that's fair. I mean, they really set like the ones that do die. Like, and you know, we can get into spoilers. We could talk about all that on the show. We put the spoiler warning, but the ones that do die, like you really don't know tone wise whether or not like people are going to come back. People are just fucking with you the whole time. Like you really have no idea. And they never kind of let on whether that's going to happen. I mean, even the fact that all the deaths are basically off screen, um, which, which lends itself to that big ending reveal, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point here, but, um, so funny, (laughs) really, really funny. Um, yeah, it, it, it definitely, uh, definitely fits that. And of course, you know, bringing up that kind of classic whodunit kind of thing, you know, I think that's a great one too. I was thinking about that one as well. Cause yeah, it's that same, you keep thinking that there's going to be some kind of twist and there was, but not the way we thought it was going to go down. Yeah. I kept thinking, I'm going to be able to solve this. I'm going to figure this out. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll I'll jump right on on top of 10 Little Indians there with uh, another piece, which... Uh, I think it's kind of an obvious one, something that's like been in the air the last few years. Um, it's a, a much newer take on the Agatha Christie kind of thing, and that's Knives Out from Ryan Johnson. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I I think talking about how like like again the youthful energy of this, the whole Gen Z thing. I mean, Knives Out is a, a movie that I feel like uh, you know introduced a new young generation to the whole whodunit murder mystery kind of thing. And while there's certainly going back to the beginning of film, there's so many examples of that genre. Uh, I think, especially for these filmmakers and uh, these actors, it's probably like fresh in the mind and something that would would have been uh, a, a pretty big inspiration at this very particular moment in time. And then uh, also, you know, just to jump right back to what I was just saying about that ending reveal, to end it all in one big, great joke uh, <laughs> that everything is kind of setting up is, I mean, that that's what Knives Out left me with, and that's exactly what Bodies, Bodies, Bodies left me with. Yeah, because you, you could never anticipate that. No. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is so much better than Knives Out, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I... Knives Out is pretty great. Um, I think they, they they both have a lot going for them. I really love Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker. I do think it's a weird choice that uh, the next like five years of his career are going to be spent on two Knives Out sequels for Netflix. That's really weird. But, you know, one of which comes out in a month and still doesn't have a trailer. Uh, that's oh, a whole that's other true. conversation. That's, that's not good. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that, but um, but yeah, I really like Knives Out. I really like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I'm not sure which I like better. They're they're 
definitely a little different, of course, with the horror aspect, um, which, which uh, you know, even though this isn't a straight up horror, which I think it was kind of advertised right, as, it's right. more of the whodunit kind of thing. I mean, you, th- you hear bodies, bodies, bodies. You think yeah. this is going to be some kind of a slasher. Yeah. It, is bodies, bodies, bodies a real game? Do you guys know that? Is that something people play? It, it's not as it's constructed in the film, it's not a real game. There's no real game called bodies, 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 but there are games that mm-hmm. are similar to this. I was talking to Aaron that it's, it's kind of similar to among us. If you've ever played that, that video game, it's that same kind of thing. I've heard of it. Yeah. Who's the killer. And then we vote, who do we think the killer is uh, kind of situation. Mm. Um, I mean, it could be heads up, seven up. Because <laughs> sure. you you have to you are killed and you have to figure out who killed you. Yeah, heads up, there you up. go. That's exactly that's the sequel. <laughs> that's that's a sequel. Heads up, seven up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Seven up. Question. And you got like a head falling off on the poster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's go back to Kevin for his next piece. What do you got? Uh, the next thing I was thinking about is the whole kind of paranoia. That goes on in this movie, like who's the killer? Who can I trust? Who's to blame? I was thinking of the science fiction classic, The Thing, uh, with Kurt Russell and the gang, where obviously it's a different setting, but it is still that kind of there's nowhere to go and something is killing us. And it could be Mm -hmm. my buddy over here or it could be this guy over here. No, absolutely. That is like the ultimate when it comes to that. It's like the the best example of it. And uh, yeah, yeah, the the paranoia aspect. You know, other people have talked about this before with this movie, but you know, the Gen Z thing, which is, I feel like it's not explored. If if I would say like one of the weaker aspects of the movie is, while I I appreciate that it's trying to shine a light on this different generation, I don't think it like goes quite far enough in in really exploring what it is but i do think the idea of of these these kids that basically live online constantly maybe not really fully knowing how to deal with each other once they're stuck in a house together you know Mm -hmm. and how to how to trust one another even though they're some you know allegedly friends for a long time you know uh i think that kind of adds to that whole paranoia of not knowing how to deal with people and this generation maybe having that those kind of hang-ups absolutely i think they're making fun of of the culture i think they're making fun of i mean speaking as somebody who self-identifies as fairly liberal they're making fun of woke Mm -hmm. culture constantly there's one line that i thought was hilarious where uh she calls (laughs) she calls the girl a psychopath and goes hey that's ableist i thought that was (laughs) (laughs) that's great it was dynamite it was so yeah it was so uh intricate the way it was kind of pointing the finger at these things these things that are occurring around us and kind of making fun of it i thought it was great yeah that that is awesome and and i am on the same side of things as you are there and uh i i think people are a little scared sometimes to take ourselves to absolutely things like that you know so yeah uh yeah great one um let's go to aaron's next piece Jennifer's Body. Nice. So great movie. Tough women, but they're funny at the same time. It's, you know, I kept waiting for the guy to come in and save them. And I'm so happy that that did not happen. But at the mm-hmm. same time, those girls in their and their freak out were terrifying. You could be totally innocent, but you want to be a far away from all the knives and dumbbells because they are tight like a tick. They're ready to go off. 
<laughs> well, and the, the women are really the central characters of this. The yeah. men are dispatched very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, it's a really interesting scene is uh, when Maria Bakalova goes to clean herself up and just decides to like change clothes and put on some makeup and stuff like that. And it's like such an interesting character beat, you know, um, and, and that that movie, Jennifer's Body, is a lot of fun. I just watched it for the first time, actually, during the pandemic. I somehow had missed it like back when it came out and you know i knew it's become like a cult classic and i finally got around to it and yeah yeah so it's such a fun movie and a great pick for this it really oh, is and, and she is so funny and i don't understand why her career just kind of stalled out yeah i mean megan she fox. didn't need to be doing megan fox it didn't need to just be transformers because i think she's totally sharp She's sharp and she's funny and she's a good actress. So I don't know what happened there. I'll tell you what. I mean, yeah. one you know advantage of doing our podcast is we have like discovered these movies that kind of slip through the cracks. You know, like Jennifer's Body is dynamite. Uh, Cabin yeah. in the Woods is so oh my good. God. Um, sure. And uh, Happy Death Day, which seems ridiculous. Oh, I love that movie. It is so much fun. Absolutely. Happy Death Day, I would say, really more so than the recent scream movie like kind of reinvigorated the slasher you know like it was it was so much fun you know but yeah i'll I'll go to another piece here uh i'm gonna go with game night the 2018 comedy uh just a really fun movie where a bunch of friends get together for a game night everything goes to shit um turns into like a real mystery a real whodunit turns into a kind of horror kind of thing in itself just not like straight horror but more of just like murder but um everything just goes off the off the rails and uh it's just like such a a great setup um to play this game this bodies 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 game where you just know like there's no way this isn't going to go badly (laughs) as soon as as soon as they start playing and and that game night movie just everything just Everything gets so weird and so over the top and and so ridiculous. I don't think anybody really expected much out of that movie. It was just like kind of this like, you know, comedies aren't really uh, in the, the last 10 years haven't been in too great of a place. There's not as many good comedies as there were back in like the, the earlier 2000s. Um, but it was kind of like a, a last hurrah of that era of comedy in a way. And uh, it's just such a fun movie. I love Game I've Night. never seen that. Game Night, oh. uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. It, it is dynamite. It's another one of those movies we're talking about where it just kind of it slips through the cracks, and then it's like I'm flipping on uh, Amazon Prime one night. I'm like, well, what's on? Let's just check this sucker out. It is so much fun. Yeah. But we need to put it on the list then. Definitely recommend that. So uh, let's move back to Kevin for another piece. The the last one, because I, I had a few honorable mentions here, but I'm not going to get into those. The okay. one that I finally settled on was actually a Twilight Zone episode called The Monsters Ooh. on Maple Street, where okay. uh, <laughs> it's basically like the power goes out in this little neighborhood, and then they start thinking, uh, maybe the aliens cut the power, and maybe they're studying us, and who's really an alien among us? So it's that same kind of paranoia. Mm. Um, and they turn on each other that quickly. And then, of course, in typical Twilight Zone fashion, you think it's just, you know, people being irrational kind of thing. But then it's revealed. Yeah, there were aliens. There were aliens who were watching them <laughs> and they were messing with them. 
So yeah, <laughs> dynamite. That's, That's great. Classic. Absolutely. That's great. I haven't seen that uh, that episode, but you know, really, when it comes down to it, what genre movie is not inspired by some form of Twilight? So, oh my god, you know, it was so genius. Like, they'll never have a show like that. There'll never be another Lucy, and there'll never be another Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that that's a great one, and that that sounds like a really fun episode. I, I'm gonna have to look that up one of these days. Uh, let's go to your third piece, Aaron. All right, so mine's like a two parter. One is more like a director. Uh, mm-hmm. It had maybe like Jordan Peele could have done this, since oh, there's sure. no weird rabbits or anything. If you remove all the things you have to Google later. <laughs> and you just have the movie. I, I could see Jordan Peele doing it because it's smart, it's clever. I mean, our we did this for our podcast. And it hasn't come out yet, but it's going to be so boring because it's a love fest. Because we just <laughs> just didn't find really things to goof on. Mm-hmm. But for the movie, I'm still in one of Kevin's from when we talked, and it's less than zero. If you had taken them all. And locked him into this house during the storm. This might have been what happened. Interesting. Because it's all these overprivileged people that secretly all hate each other. They all have all these substance problems. Mom and dad didn't love them enough, but they sure gave them a lot of money. Right. (laughs) Too much time, too much money. That's great. That you know, that's another one I haven't seen in a long time. But um, that that is great. That's that's an aspect of this movie we haven't really quite gotten into. I mean, we got into the fact that they're this particular generation, but they're also quite privileged in a lot of ways. Most of these characters in the movie, and that certainly plays into the way that they deal with this situation. You know, that this this awful like scary situation that they've gotten themselves into um just being stuck in that house during a storm in the first place would be scary enough but then once the you know murders start and everything just gets worse and worse and for these kinds of people that is really gonna almost multiply because they're just they don't expect it to be able to happen to them. Right. right. You know? yeah. That's a good point. They're just so entitled in that aspect. So, yeah, that that's a great one. You know what I almost used? It's I guess you could call it an honorable mention puzzle piece here, but this is the end. Um, as like just a bunch of kind of dumb, rich, entitled people <laughs> where stuck in a house and shit goes to hell you know so <laughs> that's kind of my version of that puzzle piece you know i forgot about <laughs> that movie <laughs> that, that's yeah. a fun one too i'll tell you what less than zero not as much fun <laughs> yeah. for a laugh don't watch sure. less than zero <laughs> yes yes absolutely well i'll go to my last piece i was trying so hard to google this because I could have swore this movie exists. Um, I came up with a backup for the idea that still works, but it's not the movie that I was thinking of. I could have swore there was a horror movie that came out in the last five years where, you know, people are in a house or whatever and the lights go out and everything is only lit by their phones. And I, I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere. There's, it doesn't seem to exist. Maybe I made this up and I need to make this movie. I don't know. But um, the movie that I did come up with is Unfriended. Uh, a movie that takes place, it's one of these screen life movies where everything unfolds on video chat screens. And for the whole time, everybody's faces are predominantly lit by the glow of their computer screen. And in this movie, while there's 
you know, there are some lights within the house. Half the time the lights are out. It is happening during this big uh, uh, hurricane that they've they've hunkered down in this mansion for. And of course, they're Gen Z, so they're just their phones are inches from their face at all times. They're hiding. So even, yeah, <laughs> even when they're hiding, they're letting letting everybody know where they are because their light their lights from their phone are just right there in their face. So the fact that uh, their faces are lit by technology screens, you know, the whole time made me think of uh, the Unfriended movies. I, I remember seeing the ads for the Unfriended movies. Uh, they're good, so I got to check them out. Yeah, Searching, which is uh, also in that like that screen life subgenre, uh, is incredible. Uh, not not so much horror though, so I left that one out. But um, I would really recommend watching that if you haven't seen that. So uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's our pieces here. I'm going to read down the list, and then uh, we can get into some closing thoughts here on bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, but we talked about April Fool's Day, Ten Little Indians, Knives Out, The Thing, Jennifer's Body, Game Night, The Monsters on Maple Street episode of Twilight Zone. Uh, we threw Jordan Peele in there, as well as Less Than Zero, and I through and this is the end is a little <laughs> bonus and uh then unfriended um are there any closing thoughts or any other uh things you wanted to shout out in there all right so i have this theory uh about the the women so there's a lot of kind of making fun of all, being woke and everything and then mm. there was there was something like the girl falling down the stairs i thought that was from the the netflix uh, staircase it's like sure. all these things that are coming out. But then I started thinking, is this like a statement about like Me Too, that all the women now are so nervous and suspicious mm. that they were able to be whipped into this kind of a frenzy? I mean, they turned mm. on on everybody lickety split. They turned yeah. on all their partners, lickety split. And I don't know. I wonder about that because I don't know if you know this, but there, a lot of women listen to these murder podcasts. You, you've heard of, mm -hmm. you know, My Favorite Murderer. And it's this whole idea. We have all this anxiety. And by by studying these murders, we'll be we'll be prepared. So if something goes wrong, we'll be prepared. You know, that that's yeah. what they tell yeah. themselves. So I'm wondering if if that isn't also part of that. That's a great theory. I, I, I love that because, yeah, I mean, especially this generation, but really everybody is just just being attacked by this onslaught of content, whether it's podcasts or TV shows or any of this. And really nowadays, the majority of it is horror based or true crime or things you should be scared death. of. Yeah, everything. You should be scared of it all. <laughs> Politics. Yep, absolutely. Ah. Yep, and uh, and yeah, and so so the these women are probably completely on edge walking into this house, and then just at the 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 you know briefest flick of something going wrong, everybody's at each other's throats, and everybody is suspicious of everybody. And like I said, you know, we could spoil away. By the end, the big laugh reveal is that nobody killed anybody. Pete Davidson killed himself, and they know, killed the just... guy with the dumbbell. <laughs> yeah, That's... and they did. Yeah, they right. did. <laughs> they so, did. The, the yeah, the inciting incident so was a jackass ridiculous. trying to open a champagne bottle <laughs> yep. with a samurai sword. It actually slices its own throat. Which is dynamite. 
incredible incredible reveal incredible way for the movie to end that was uh, amazing <laughs> yeah really really funny stuff and especially with pete davidson's whole persona i mean it just it fits so well i've never really been that big a fan of his no. but um that really made me laugh he so was good in this though yeah he was it's probably the best thing i've seen him do so yeah shout out to him for that but um <laughs> yeah kevin any closing thoughts from you um well i did have uh some uh, uh runners up for my for my piece, okay. I thought the original sure. Friday the Thirteenth, where it's that same kind of mm, rainy, sure. stormy night. You know who's the killer? You know the point of view. It's like, hey, what are you doing out in the storm? Ah! Uh, <laughs> and, and there was another movie that kind of occurred to me was Better Watch Out. If you haven't seen, that was another kind of one we discovered. It was kind of a Christmas theme one where you think there's a slasher outside the window. Nope. It was all a trick, huh. but in, in an even worse way. Do you remember this, Aaron? But- did, they, wow. did they kill Santa? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, huh? the, that's like the a Santa, Santa phrase. Santa huh? all along. Oh, oh, oh not Krampus. That, that, so- that sounds like a Jordan Peele title, honestly. But, uh, you know, that's that that sounds really fun. I've, I've never seen that. I've never even heard of that I movie. I haven't that heard of this great. either. Are you implying that we recorded this? Yes, it was your suggestion, too. <laughs> <laughs> well we are like 300 episodes in yeah. i i can't keep it all here well as yeah, alice it's hard, says it's hard to keep recording track. a podcast is very difficult yes it's a it lot of work it is very difficult <laughs> yeah absolutely oh yeah i mean that's the best part at the end when, when shit was just going wrong you're on my leg you're still on my leg <laughs> <laughs> So oh my funny. god, this was such a great well, and movie. Then what's great about this movie is it starts off as kind of a straight horror movie. And then it kind of, you start to yeah. see the layers of kind of the social commentary and the comedy. Mm-hmm. Dynamite. Yeah. Oh, they brought Absolutely. the tension. Yes. I mean, it was tense. You didn't know which yeah, way I, this was going to go. I think like they did kind of, I mean, I obviously Scream was on my like overall possibilities of lists here. And I mean, it still, I think could fit because it is still, you know, looking at a different generation's relationship with horror movies. And, you know, even though this ended up not really being the slasher movie, it was kind of advertised as, um, I do think it was kind of sold as more leaning into horror. And so they are playing with that expectation once you actually get to the house and expect things to get a little more slashery. So right. yeah, I think, I think that's all in there as well. And certainly baked into the, uh, the kind of misdirect of it all. So yeah, I, I think that does it for bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, at the end of every episode, I always ask my guests for a recommendation of another movie they watched recently. So, uh, let's start Kevin. What do you have? Uh, is there a movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Um, there is a movie. And whenever somebody asks me this lately, this is the movie that always comes up. There is a movie we saw, I think it was on Prime Video, and it's called Mausoleum, where a woman <laughs> a woman is possessed by this. a demon and turned into a sex maniac. So it's from like 1983. <laughs> it is like bonkers. It's like Aunt Esther from Sanford and Son is in it. You can, <laughs> it is dynamite. It's not fine it, cinema, but it is hilarious. Sure. It makes no damn sense, but at least it's so bizarre, it's funny. And there's just randomly a naked woman throughout it. 
just like constantly. Yeah, but... it's quite shocking. <laughs> it's it's very eighties that all of a sudden you're like, whoa. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's that's going on the watch list for sure. <laughs> Aaron, what do you got? Did you did you watch anything recently oh, you'd like to recommend? God. I I had to go see Where the Crawdads Sing with my mother, and I am not oh. gonna recommend that. Instead, <laughs> I'm going into the vault and I'm pulling out Saint Maud. I believe it's on oh, Prime. Okay. Quite yeah. good, quite good. Eerie. And disturbing. Eerie. Another eight twenty four horror film, by the way. Oh yeah. So yeah, there you go. Good, good Catholic awesome. uh, goodness. That's all I can say. Whenever yes. anybody asks me about where the crawdads sing, I always say, "There's no crawdads. There's no singing, but there is a surprisingly clean and fresh-smelling swamp woman." So you have that to look forward to. <laughs> She's not now. Th- that movie just seems like the uh, the epitome of. I'll catch it one of these days. <laughs> I, I I recommend you don't do that. Let's just let it go. Let it go. I enjoyed it. Fair enough. Kevin, you have to say that because you saw it with your wife. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) I know how that is. Well, uh, guys, this was great. Uh, Tell our listeners again where they can find you and your podcast. We're on Twitter at TPodcastTWDie. We're on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Aaron, we're on Instagram. We are the podcast that wouldn't die on Instagram. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. Treat yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much. This was uh, a lot of fun, and hopefully we can get you back again sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. We are like the Maury Povich of podcasts. People come to this show because it's a train wreck. I'm giving this podcast three stars. The coast keeps yelling at me. The people have clearly spoken. Check out Whatever with Jason Soto on Anchor, Apple, Google, wherever you get awesome podcasts, or you can go to the home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. Second thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about urination. I want to talk about peeing specifically. See what happens when Jason throws out the segments. This is what we get instead. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about bodies, bodies, bodies. Thank you to Aaron and Kevin from the podcast that wouldn't die for joining me on that one. That was a lot of fun. Uh, And thank you to you for listening. If you enjoy what we do here on Piecing It Together, make sure you are subscribed wherever it is that you're listening. And if that place happens to have a five-star button, we'd really appreciate it if you hit that five-star button and maybe leave a little comment uh, letting us know how you like the show. Also, if you thought of any puzzle pieces that we didn't bring up, I would love to hear about them, and I will read them on a future episode of Piecing It Together. So leave some comments, let us know. And thank you again for listening. You can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And last but not least, don't forget, we do have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I combine bonus content and advanced content from piecing it together, as well as Awesome Movie Year, another movie podcast that I produce, and from my music career, Lots of stuff hitting there soon from my music career because I am currently working on my next album. My latest single just came out a couple weeks ago, Antiviral. And uh, the album that that comes from is called More Content, and it will be coming, I'm guessing, around November. But I will be posting another song 
probably next week at the time this goes up uh, from more content. So lots of stuff on the Patreon, as well as all the stuff that's been on there for a while, some advanced episodes of Piecing It Together, lots of great stuff, patreon.com slash Rosen. If you want to throw a little extra support this way, that's the way to do it. But of course, just keep listening, share the show, hit the five stars, all those things, all incredibly awesome and very much appreciated. So speaking of music, let's close this out with a piece of music like I always do. And, you know, I'm just going to go with a track. Uh, this was actually from a, uh, a horror film that I scored, but as does happen sometimes with these uh, independent film projects that I get hired on to work on music for, this one never came out. And uh, this is just a short film. Uh, I ended up renaming the track to Emma, uh, which is a name of a character from the film. And so, uh, yeah, this is something that's not been released. I might have played it on the show once, like a few years back. I don't really remember. But either way, uh, I've always thought it was a pretty cool track. It might eventually make its way onto a compilation of some unreleased music type thing that I might put out at some point. But uh, yeah, the film basically doesn't exist, but here's the music. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.